Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I am Derek. I have my regular co-host Ray with me. Hello. And uh, taking the role of Ryan this evening the is... The irregular Ian. <laughs> I mean, hey, Vowels or period. Well, it's a whatever, mixture. Whatever works for you, man. Uh, Ryan is unfortunately unable to join us this evening. It's so sad. We will miss him very much. It's a hostile um, takeover. It's my show now. But while da, he, da, da. here's the thing, he he has never missed an episode. This is his first one. And this is episode seventy-two. Yes, I think. And if you count, we both it, have missed episodes. We, we have. Yes, we definitely have. And uh, so this is. Uh, a good run for Ryan. He yeah. almost he almost made it into syndication all by himself, but uh, <laughs> that's not going to be the case. But we we miss him. Like old Yeller, he had a good run. We're going to put him down. He now. had a good run. <laughs> We're taking him out to pasture. <laughs> He's going to a farm upstate. He is. It's a nice farm. It is. Uh, yeah, where he can be with all of his his friends, but. Uh, Anyway, so he's not going to join us tonight, but he'll be back next week, I'm sure. He's here in spirit. He is here in spirit. And this week we are going to be talking about uh, The Mummy, The New The Mummy. Yes. The the New The Mummy, The Movie. And (laughs) um, Universal's new Dark Universe. Yes. We are casting uh, the characters they have not. Right. As well as adding to it, saying what we would like. So. Yeah. Oh, hey. We're good. I got it. Playback. It's all good. It's all good. Um, Okay. Well, before we get started on that, just a couple of things. Um, We'll hit a couple of news points. And if you haven't seen The Mummy yet, there will probably be some... Some spoiler things in this podcast as we talk about the characters. Don't feel like you have to rush out to see it. Well, I'm going to go ahead and disagree. That you know, I mean, I'm not saying like I don't think it's as bad. Rush as... out so these movies get more of a sequel. So yeah, yeah, that's the reason why to rush. We'll talk. Out. We'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, as far as news is concerned, um... rest in peace, Adam West. Yeah, Bat- yeah. Batman. He's 88, and uh, he apparently had a uh, a bout of leukemia. Yes, which, which no one really knew about. No, um, I'm not sure how long he had it. But... I said it was brief, so I'm not. Yeah, I don't know how long brief is, but it was brief. So that's pretty sad. I mean, he was my first live action Batman, of course. I grew up watching the the movie and the mm-hmm. show and, and all that. And as he was older, we appreciated him for Adam West. He was such a genuine and hilarious man. You know, his roles on uh, Family Guy mm-hmm. probably the mayor is awesome. Yeah, yeah that's another probably something... one of the better parts of the show. To yes. be honest, yeah. So it's. Nobody Absolutely. messes with Adam Wee. <laughs> and I mean that with all respect. Yes. Um, I loved Adam West and everything I ever saw him in. Absolutely. So. I just never thought of him dying. That's really weird to say. Like, Yeah. I mean, he was 88. And, yes. you know, that's that's a pretty good run. It's a, a good chunk over the national average. But uh, it's still sad. Very. So that, that's kind of a low note. But... Um, What's what's on a pot? What can we swing that to a, to a positive? Moving on. Um, I don't know if it's positive or negative yet. I'll let everybody else decide. But it's related Batman news. So, in this last week, in the Batman comic itself, Batman proposed to Catwoman, and this is a big deal oh, yeah. because Batman is portrayed as this forever bachelor. So this is kind of mm-hmm. a big deal, in my opinion. It's kind of like how George Clooney was. Exactly. Not that George Clooney was a good Batman, mind you, but you know. Right. George Clooney he was, was a fine Bruce Wayne. He was. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. So I'm very behind on my rebirth readings um, with DC. I'm but probably... you subscribe to Batman, so you, I do. you should end up reading this at some point. Yeah. That's yeah. The... Um, about, I'm probably a solid six months behind at this point. But, I mean, it's interesting. I'm. Yeah. I'm not sure how long it'll last, of course, because it's comic books and well, death doesn't is, last very long. No. So. <laughs> the thing is, they stopped it 
that. Right at that. There is no time or panel for her to say yes. So we don't mm-hmm. even know what Selena will say. Um, I assume that there will be a wedding because wedding issues are almost as popular as death issues. They do sell out pretty fast. They they get, you know, a double issue and usually a hardcover. Yeah. And... Maybe the Watchmen will crash the wedding. Oh, fun. Because they're, they're trying to merge those two universes. Yeah. Since Watchmen's always been owned by DC, but it's been kept separate until Rebirth. So. Yes. Um, so that's interesting. That's definitely it's interesting. It's very interesting. It's going to be a fun story for the comics it may not be exactly what ends up lasting for a really long time but right yeah i mean every marriage eventually gets broken up in comics pretty much yeah yeah i don't think that's why people read them i maybe yeah. I'm, i don't want to speak for everybody but you know like, i i get very attached to fictional characters so when these characters come together i want it to last for the sake of their happiness but mm-hmm. i know that is not why people read a batman comic it's right. not because bruce is a stable person totally stable to- mentally emotionally He's a stable credit unit. <laughs> yeah, his credit score is a stable 900, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, for but. sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, all right. So well then let's move on to uh, to a bit about the mummy. So yeah, we all went together. We did. We did. The cute little trios. So just to kind of get the numbers out of the way, it made uh, almost $32 million domestically. That is not good. No. It's, uh, it's not great. Um, to put it in perspective, Wonder Woman in its second week... Made fifty eight and a half, bringing its domestic total up to over two hundred six, which yeah. is which is pretty awesome. And if you now, guys don't know, box office numbers just depreciate your yeah. your first weekend is your telling weekend, mm-hmm. and it it's not going to go up. No. Nobody's has ever gone up second week. Um, Galaxy Quest, I think, is the one that that like started off really low and just basically stayed steady the entire run. But it never but, like no went back and, up. yeah. I'm really um, sorry. I just made that hand motion. It's all right. Now, uh, I will say that the movie has done pretty well overseas. Bringing it's done in great overseas. Almost 141 million. So it's made 175. Do you ever feel like the rest of the world knows something we don't? <laughs> well, I think that it shows that there's different cultures. And mm-hmm. just because the American people doesn't like something doesn't mean that it's not good yeah, entertainment. It hit huge in China. So, yeah, China. I mean, And that's what happened with Warcraft. Warcraft was mm-hmm. a slam hit. In China, and... Not so good here. Not so yeah. good here. Yeah. I liked Warcraft, It but, wasn't a bad movie, you know. yeah. But I never got to see China it. is now going to be a really major force for, for box office. For sure. You know, there's over a billion people who live there, and there's more and more movie theaters every day, and mm-hmm. um, it's only a matter of time before their number matters more than our number. Yeah. And so, I completely agree. I feel like with um, India's giant Bollywood culture as well it's only a matter of time before they catch up and have oh, for sure. as big of a market i mean with yeah yeah literally absolutely. a billion two billion people living in one country mm-hmm. forced to be reckoned with yes now people are really slamming tom cruise for this saying this is going to be his worst opening weekend ever it's his worst opening ever well it's not it came in 10th if you include his cameo in Austin Powers. So it's really number nine. This was his ninth <laughs> best opening. And he's been in about 30 films. Yeah. So yeah. it did better than two-thirds of his movies for opening weekend. So let's put that in perspective for a moment. It outdid Edge of Tomorrow, which is getting a sequel. It's opening weekend. Mm-hmm. So another thing, you know, just some stuff to keep in mind there. It was barely behind movies like Oblivion. And I mean, four of the top... Uh, four of the top ten are Mission Impossible films, right? Right, and at this point, the cast of the it's a that's a major franchise. It You've is. Got but it's Lawrence also, Fishburne and Simon Pegg. If Tom Cruise is looking to attach himself to another ten year or more franchise, obviously it looks like Mission Impossible is going to be winding down for him. I would imagine at some point they're doing one more right now. I yeah, I would say right they now. probably could squeeze out two more before his. Life, he's just done with it, right. you know. Like, yeah. he just decides. I maintain that he's never going to be too old to do the things that he does because he's um, a demon. I, I believe it's pretty epic the stuff that yeah. he pulls off because he does basically I do admit that all of his own stunts. Yeah, um, his stunts are pretty. He's a force to be reckoned yeah, with. Absolutely. So I will say 
just, I have not seen all of his movies, but I can definitely say with confidence that this was better than Mission Impossible 2. I agree. <laughs> uh, so, Anytime where Dugray Scott just... is your bad guy, <laughs> you've yeah. lost me. Yeah. So I just, I think that, uh, I just think that some people, I don't know, I, I have similar feelings to, to this as, as some other franchises where I just think people wanted to not like this movie for yeah. some reason. It's because I think they have a soft spot for the 90s Brendan Fraser movie. Which I liked when I was growing up, but I was young, and I liked that kind of humor and stuff. But so uh, stop, because they beat that franchise with a dead horse they between did. the third one with the Dragon King. That was not well done. No, that was horrible. Jet Li is fantastic. That was awful. They replaced, like, Rachel Weiss jumps ship, and yeah. they replaced yeah. her with, with Maria Bella. Who the hell is that? Right. <laughs> and then and they had the, um, someone who's, the Yetis who played football. Yeah, and, yeah. it's just... And then I the Scorpion the King movies. You don't, you don't anything. The Scorpion King movies. Like, those were bad, too. Yeah. Like, like there was one, and then for some reason there were more straight Two, to three, DVD. Four, yeah. Like, yeah. No, they're bad. They beat that franchise down, and yeah, no, you're totally right. to reboot. Yeah. And even if it wasn't, even if those were good movies, they were still 15 years ago, 20 years ago. And yeah. why, for something new. Why, do we only, why can we only have one kind of mummy movie? Right. You know, we have a million superhero films. Right. Right. So one dependent on I actually hear that they're rebooting Tom Holland's Spider-Man in August. So. <laughs> During his movie, actually. <laughs> There's going to be an intermission and they're just going to swap him out for yeah. somebody younger. with be like, <laughs> little fetus Spider-Man, that's New it. New origin story. Like, they're going to finally reveal the truth. Right. And like, wait a minute, what? Yeah. Yeah. Is it a double feature ticket? No, but the, the point is that... Do you think Emma Watson would be Aunt May at that point? Because I have to keep making her younger, so <laughs> that'd be hilarious. <laughs> Emma Watson is Aunt May. I gotta admit, Sally Field was my favorite. She was so good. I love her. Yeah, but anyway, so she was a good choice. I mean, it's time for a reboot, and you know, it didn't do what they wanted for sure. But they've said that they are still moving on with the Bride of Frankenstein. Yeah, and everything for this dark universe will rely on that movie. Absolutely. And that's it. If it fails, then they're going to stop it there and call it good. But yeah. if it goes beyond that, then they're going to keep on making more. I agree. There you go. So, uh, without going too spoilery, uh, quick, what did you guys think of the movie? I'm mixed about it. I thought it had some really cool horror elements. Mm -hmm. And that's what these films are, by the way. They need to be horror first and action second. <clears throat> and I feel like the action kind of overtook. Uh, in a few spots, and we forgot how scary some of these things are. I agree. Uh, there were, like, cons. I really didn't like that the mummies, because there were more that she created a mummy army, uh, were pretty much just zombies without the flesh-eating thing. Yeah. So that was a little disappointing. They were, they were straight-up copied. Their look was, yeah, kind of walking dead. I'm like... Yeah. Really? yeah. Their look, their <clears throat> behavior, the whole they can lose a limb and the limb's still possessed thing. Right, yeah. Like that's... that. It, that was a, <laughs> that's a little tired for me at this point. It's very cliche. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but there's a fantastic scene, like, right... My favorite scene is the airplane scene. You see part of it in the trailer where he just stares at the coffin. And it looks stupid in the trailer just by that. But when you see the entire scene, it's pretty incredible. Like, the plane crashes. It's going down. That part's in the trailer, too. Mm -hmm. uh, but the, it crashes because they run into, like thousands of crows like a murder of crows and they yeah. they stab th right through the uh the windshield the plane, the plane. windshield yeah. and like land right piercing the pilots and it it just yeah it was so good it was very it was just good horror yeah and i yeah. liked that I wish there were some more kind of scary, suspenseful scenes. I agree. I do agree that they lost a lot of it with, you know, them picking up AK-47s and going to town. Mm-hmm. Uh... But I love the fact that it was a female mummy. We haven't had that. Oh, we, my gosh. We so had that in the original, was but, you so know. so good. Yes. She's uh, been great in everything she I've has. seen her in, I haven't so. seen her really in a bad thing. I mean, I loved her in uh, Kingsman. Oh, yeah. And, Kingsman was cool. And uh, Star, Star Trek, Trek and this. I want to see Atomic Blonde <clears throat> because yeah, that of her. Cool. Uh, and the other well, Char actors, Charlie, yeah, and James yes. McAvoy, like the three of them are going to be good. Oh, for sure. But it was, you know, a different kind of origin for a mummy, you know, still crept with power, but she was just brutal and didn't really care about anyone. She just wanted the power. Yes. 
Um, the other mummy from the 90s was, you know, about love and, you know, getting the spirit back to the blah, 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 blah. I like this one because she was just ruthless, cunning, and she killed an infant. She did. Um, the end. I'm so. usually a fan of that. I, I, I really liked it when Zack Schneider shot a zombie baby in the Dawn of the Dead remake. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know why. That was like, a scene I was not expecting. Right? right. Like, oh. oh. But uh, I actually liked it. Has there ever been a scary mummy movie? I don't think so. I mean, so for me, I wasn't expecting like yeah, I don't think so. legit horror because for me, these monsters can't. have never really been re- legit horror. They're monsters. And... I think that Hollywood adapted it because it creeps out white people that they were at some point that this culture like Did wrapped this. up yes. and then enshrined their dead and they didn't just dump them in the ground and forget about them. So, no, I, I, I'm, I, I, mean, I mean more of you guys were expecting a horror movie with more horror aspects, but there's never been a precedent really. For I that. was suspecting more so, of it because of the time and because, you know, it's 2017, they can do a lot of cool stuff, but they kind of lacked on the scary bits. I personally wanted it because I feel like out of all these movies, we've seen, Dracula movies made recently. We've seen a Wolfman made recently, and uh, they don't get a good balance of horror and action. These aren't like the crazy paranormal activity found footage or ghosts or things like that, where you can really mess with people's minds with camera tricks. Like you're you're relying on your horror to be makeup, prosthetics, and uh, this the murder that these monsters cause mm-hmm. so i need a good balance of the action and the horror just me personally and i feel like the action overtook it because of who tom cruise is right yeah i guess that's the thing when i saw that he's the lead i it never once occurred to me that it would be a horror movie i do exactly. <laughs> tom cruise well there's the action it's yeah because yeah, i mean it, it's he, a different kind of horror for me you know it's not is New Age I, horror, maybe? I, I mean, it's, I it felt like a normal... It mean, was like a zombie movie. And it, I, yeah. I guess I wanted some of the old With classic, like, Nosferatu kind of horror kind of thing, where it's suspense and it's what, because something you, looks creepy. I mean, you movies, might get that in Dracula, right. but I don't think you're going to get that in The Mummy. Because The Mummy's going to have the giant sand face going through a city and flocks of birds smashing mm-hmm. into things. and More supernatural you know, elements yeah. with the gods and whatever. But these movies, remember, back in... The 30s, 40s, and 50s, when they made these movies, they terrified people. Exactly. They terrified them because no one has ever really done that before. They're movies, you and, know, that had religion in it, that questioned religion, that all this kind of stuff. And people were like, this is horrible, this is sinful, this is, you know, And that's why everything. they were like B.C. role films that just Yes, but then became huge, obviously, cult classics. It's because these monsters have been adapted into every part of our society you know mm-hmm. they're on little lunch pails around halloween time that mcdonald's gives well, out kids, you know dress they're, up but as they're, they're and, yeah. cartoonized now they're, but even if you look at vampires look at the uh the underworld franchise like i i like the underworld mm-hmm. movies uh well i haven't i, like most I haven't seen all of, of them, the five but, yeah but they're not horror movies no you know they're action movies like blade is right but, those are right. action movies Somebody could sit down and argue why it's a horror film to me, and I would listen to it because there's, for me, there's enough gore, there's enough, like, blood and death and stuff to where I could totally consider it. But, you, I mean, you get gore, blood, and death in an army movie. Like, we're right? all so... really desensitized from a lot of stuff, just based... Like, with True Blood, I can't <laughs> consider that more horror than the Underworld movie just because it's on HBO and they can do a lot more, but yeah. that's just me. I don't know, over 80, 90 years for the movies, we're totally desensitized to it. These things just aren't scary. They're cool for me. And we think that we've seen it all. That's also why, too. Nothing really new is coming. Well, that's why I like the twists on this one. This The Mummy is very different than the Brendan Fraser ones. Very different than what you would get with Abbott and Costello back in the day. Like This is a different (laughs) mummy. And the the motives are different. The premise is different. The tone is different. uh, And... I thought they pulled it off well. It is no type of cinematic masterpiece, but no, if, you, God, no. if you walked into The Mummy thinking that you're seeing something that might be Oscar bait, um, oh, God. we probably need to have a conversation about your expectations. We do. But, <laughs> and people who go into this Mummy thinking, you know, it's not going to be anything like, you know, the 90s Brendan Fraser movies. It's not. Oh, but there's connections. 
Yeah, I mean, there, there's some Easter eggs. There it's, are. We believe it's in the same universe because there's a scene, here's a spoiler for y'all, where um, Lady Love Interest, I forget her name, um, for Lady Love Interest. Uh, What's her Jenny. name? That's the one. <laughs> Jenny, Jenny from the block takes a book and knocks out someone, and they pan down, and the book is the book of it's death, the book, or of, book of life. I thought it was the book of life. It's the book of life from the original 90s. Well, not the original, but the 90s Mummy movie. Right. And so we're like, oh, ha-ha. Yeah, that, those might have existed in the same universe. Yes, because remember, place that was the... back in the 30s. Yeah. You know, so I firmly believe they're in the same <clears throat> universe. There could be more than one mummy. Mm-hmm. So, plus Brendan Fraser's character is dead, so they can't call him on him for help. So <laughs> it go, doesn't yeah. matter. But uh, but anyway, look, go see it for yourself. If you like monsters and you like monster movies and the Russell classics, Crow's in it too. or Russell if you Crow's like Tom it. Cruise, because this is a swell Tom Cruise. Movie. Yeah, yeah, it's not his worst. It, like the the only thing that I disliked is that his character has zero redemption qualities. He doesn't go through a story arc of like goodness. Yeah, he kind of just plays it plain. He, like he's kind of, the man, entire like that, time. Though. Um, anyway, I, personally, I liked it more than both Edge of Tomorrow and Oblivion. Um, so That's I honestly can't even remember. Well, Edge of Tomorrow is getting a sequel, and Oblivion did pretty well at the box office, actually. So, if you look at his top-grossing films and you take out the Mission Impossible Mission Impossible mm-hmm. movies, you know, there's only so much left in that top group that yeah. the Mummy didn't beat. We got to get on to our casting. Guys. Okay, so right. shut up, Derek. Let's move on. <laughs> Why don't you tell us who they've already Shut cast in the universe? All right, so the current cast in the films, obviously The Mummy is uh, played by Sofia Boutella, and the uh, Tom Cruise plays um, generic guy Nick Morton. <laughs> At this point, even after seeing The Mummy, you have no idea what his current connection is and what they're going to do with him. So yeah, you don't. He is still generic hero at this point, and I say that with facts behind it, not any disdain mm-hmm. for generic heroes. That's just the case. Uh, Russell Crowe's also in the movie, and he plays Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. He's doing both roles. And then the additional cast they have is Javier Bardem is doing Frankenstein's Monster, and Johnny Depp is doing The Invisible Man. And I'm excited about that because he's just been awful recently. So if he's going to be in a role and I don't have to see him, I'm okay with this. Wow, that's harsh. I, Johnny Depp does not hold the clout that his name used to for me. And on certain things, yes, but I still like him as Captain Jack Sparrow. I think it just might me. be the projects that he's picked recently. That's also true. Not he looks good like in um, what is it, Murder on the Orient Express or whatever. Yes, I am so excited, yeah. dude. We have for to that do a But then he gets killed, so you know it's it'll work for you, right? I'm sp- <laughs> either way, that look. If you want to see what a good trailer looks like, that's a good that one. doesn't give away the film that hypes you for the film. Murder on the Orient Express. Just check out I that trailer. I never thought I was going to be interested in anything by Agatha Christie because mystery is just not my thing. I love mm-hmm. mysteries, but I mean, great cast. Yeah, great cast. Fantastic trailer. So I am psyched. Yeah. So anyway. and then so that's all they've cast, right? That's that is it. all yeah. they yeah. cast at this point. Now we do know that um, they're going. To, the next movie is, is the, Bride the Bride of Frankenstein. Frankenstein. So, so we'll obviously she's going to be in there. I would assume Victor and Igor are going to be in there too. Now, it does seem a little interesting to do The Bride of Frankenstein this early. Before Frankenstein. I assume the monster will already exist? I'm going to assume he, that as well. If they're going by the book and somewhat of the original movie, then yeah, he kind of has to exist. I mean, the bride wasn't in the book. Right. And the well, bride was... not the bride, the bride, but... Just yeah, yeah. Bits, uh, no, anyway. I know. It's complicated. <laughs> it's Madeline Kahn's character. It is. <laughs> it's Wikipedia. It is. Madeline Kahn will always be my bride of Frankenstein. She's fantastic. Um, but yeah, she wasn't in the original book, but obviously, you know, they did a sequel because Frankenstein did so well and she's so popular because she is really the only classic universal horror female monster. Yes, absolutely. And now the mummy. And now, well, yes, yeah, but that's not the classic. But... I know, that's why I'm saying. There were multiple brides of Dracula, but it was never but we didn't a... care about them. Well, it was never the same character. That's true. Yeah, it was it all was different all, yeah. you know, background so. people, basically. So do you want to start off with the casting of her? Yeah, yeah. let's okay. do it. I can go first. Okay. Um, 
Since Javier Bardem is Frankenstein's monster, I cast his wife, Penelope Cruz. I thought it was adorable, and I think she'd be awesome as a monster. I didn't know they were married. They are. They are married. I forget they're married half the time. And I but think yes. they're really cute together. They are cute. My pick, however, is the pick that is kind of in the rumor mill right now, yeah. which is Angelina Jolie. She's great, too. And... Yeah, she would be great as, uh, I was saying Maleficent. She already is Maleficent. <laughs> she's, she would be great as the Bride of Frankenstein. That is, however, if she doesn't take up, you know, the role of it, she might be rumored for in X-Men. So, yeah. we don't know. Um, but I, I would love to see her as the Bride of Frankenstein. Because sure. yeah. that is my favorite movie monster. The monster, she's in it for five minutes of the film, and then she gets blown up. Yeah. So, to see it and flesh out that character, I think she could do a real justice to it. I agree. She's... An award-winning actress, mm-hmm. so it's... And she's good with that kind of character stuff. Absolutely. She is a character actor yes. as well as a dramatic actor. Jordan in chat wants it to uh, to be uh, Helena Baum Carter. I can see so that. I would love that, He too. says, as long as Tim Burton's not directing. <laughs> I would love Which I, I agree with that yes. stipulation. She and her ex have uh, a good working relationship. They do. But they are not on, like, good personal terms. So. Right, but I just don't, like, at this point, I'd like to see her doing other stuff of different styles than Tim Burton's style. Tim Burton has a very specific style. Well, mm-hmm. here's the issue why she's not going to even be associated with this. She was in the 1990s um, Robert and, De Niro And that's exactly why. I picked her at first but then I thought, oh no, they're not going to do that because she was Elizabeth I, Frankenstein. I forgot yes. she was in that. Yeah. Yes. That was she, a long time ago. She was already connected yes. to the Frankenstein. Right. I would love her to be in it, but that's exactly why. Okay. Same reason why we're not going to get Cloris Leachman. Like, it sucks. But... As the Bride of Frankenstein? No. <laughs> in it. Like... Da <laughs> Some vol milk, perhaps? <laughs> um, so... Who was yours? Yeah. Mine was Kate Beckinsale. Ooh. She would look so hot. <laughs> I don't think she would do it, though, because I think she wants to kind of get away from the monster movies. Yeah. I mean, maybe. She wouldn't be, like, the action lead like she's been in the Underworld. It would be a different... The Bride of Frankenstein is going to have like a nine millimeter and start shooting up. Yeah, like, I don't think so. And like you know, skin tight black leather and with all her that. hair in the lightning you know, streaks. No, yeah. okay. it's a di- I mean it's still horror based, but it's right. a very different kind of role. So Absolutely. I could see her in that too. I think it'd be she, fun. she would be cool. Yeah, that'd be mine. But yeah, I'm good with that. So uh, let's do our Victor and our Igor's next. Okay, um, I went with. Michael Fassbender for Victor because Ooh, once, he's on my list too. He's once, on my list as well, but not oh my for this, God. Not for not, this character. Not for mine either. All right, so once I saw Alien <laughs> Covenant and Prometheus, I was like, man, this guy just wants to create life. He's he can do the messed up doctor. So. I can see. Oh, I took it as he just wants to be really creepy in movies. Well, <laughs> that also is a good point. So I I picked him. Okay. Okay. All right. So for my Victor. I chose um, uh, Vern Gorman. I don't know who that is. Uh, Pacific Rim, the scientist of Charlie Day. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. okay. You had to think, but you're like, oh. <laughs> you that was a long, he's also, he was on, he was was in a uh, Dark Knight Rises, uh, he was one of Bane or whatever, Falcone's henchmen. Bane he, Falcone? What, what, Bane or Falcone. <laughs> what That's Bane's last name. You didn't know that. It's Bane Falcone. You learn something new every day, kids. Um, I Jordan's going to rip you in Right. <laughs> he has that look of Victor Frankenstein, very much of the original, and mm-hmm. he has that manic scientist. Because mm-hmm. I just watched Pacific and recently, and I went, oh, he would be really good as Henry Frankenstein, or Victor Frankenstein, whatever you want to call him. Um... He has, you know, he's very obsessive with what he was doing with what he was doing with Pacific Rim. He has that, uh, you know, sense of pride and sense of, you know, well, this is right and I'm right. And Victor Frankenstein very much had that. You know, he shut off the whole entire world and created a monster, and you know, went against God. So I think that he could do some real cool things with that. I okay. absolutely agree. Cool, cool. So I uh, I went with Jude Law. Oh, I can see that. That's interesting. So I was trying to keep, and you'll probably notice, is most of my actors are roughly the same age. Yes, um, okay. um, I did the same thing. So yeah, I did, I, and I kind of kept them not 
not old, of course, but older than what like maybe prime Hollywood would do right. with a, a new franchise. Late thirties, early forties, kind yeah. of fifties. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm I'm looking at early to mid forties mostly for my for my cast, uh, except for a couple others. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, so Jude Law, obviously a talented, accomplished actor. Um, you know, same age as Kate, and I think they play off each other really well. And he he'd be able to play the the intellectual, but a little couple bolts loose kind of ah, scientist guy. I see what you so, did there. You see what I did there? I yeah. did. Yeah. I That would be kind of cool. So. Actually, Jude Law, huh? Yeah. And I mean, it. last thing I saw him in, and I did see it, was the King Arthur, and that was just an abomination, so... He's good with that abomination stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so Jordan Ooh. says Benedict Cumberbatch, and I have to say that was my first choice. He's on my list too, but not for that role. I changed it because once I put him in that role, I could not picture anybody but Martin Freeman in the role of Igor. All right, done. And Podcast right? over. That is who it is. That's it. That would be fun. Universal, do it. Yep. <laughs> like I immediately just pictured, well, it's Sherlock and Watson. That's right. all it is. Yeah. Essentially. So I specifically didn't pick Benedict Cumberbatch because I thought he would just play it too much like Sherlock. See? Okay. It's, it's, so. I, I, I didn't that. think of the Martin Freeman thing, but you're right. They would have to cast Martin Freeman in the movie, right? So, yeah. Like, he um, was cast in uh, the Avengers, and then all of a sudden Martin Freeman's in there, too. Right? And we're He's like, just oh, sneak in. Okay. Right? Well, I'm fine with that. cast in the Hobbit, and then all of a sudden Benedict Cumberbatch is a dragon. They have to be in the movie <laughs> together. Yeah. And I'm okay with it. I love those guys. My Igor is uh, Dane DeHaan. I, Who the hell is that? Dane DeHaan is the Green Goblin in Amazing Spider-Man 2. He's Harry Osborn. I thought about him for Igor. I really He's did. He's also in Valerian. I just couldn't think of his name. And honestly, and this is so not nice of me because I'm sure there's some fangirl out there that just loves him, but he's got a messed up face, and that's why it I It is kind of mean, but it's also kind of true. <laughs> It's still mean. This is why we have a show. Yeah, this is, this this is terrible. Exactly. But I can oh. I can see where it's not like, like it can, can work for him. Evil, I can see what you're going with. He can play maniacal, with. but I just don't think he's at the age where he's the lead yet. So that's why okay. I thought he could work back and forth. Like he can be more manic, whereas Michael Fassbender could be the like calm, calm voice psychotic. of reason. Yeah. Okay. I can. All right, I'm with you on that one too. I'm stealing your Igor. Oh yeah, because you, you you had a hard time with that. Yeah, one. I'm still debating I on Dracula too. So, okay, well so then, for once me, I hear Dracula, I might steal your Dracula. My too. my Igor. So my hardest ones to cast were Igor and the Hunchback of Notre Dame, and um, I felt like this guy could do both really well. But the guy I'm picking for Hunchback, I don't think would be right for mm-hmm. Igor. So for Igor, I am going with Andy Serkis. Ooh. He's on my list too, but he's not. We have a lot of okay. Cool. So I, I don't want him to just be himself. I do want him to to look different, whether that's um, prosthetics or doing some type of mocap with CGI to make mm-hmm. him look different. Um, I don't. I mean, I, I love uh, practical effects. Right, so that would be my preference, of course. Yes, but uh, you know, obviously, Andy Serkis is incredibly good at moving in def- different ways that are not. You know, your standard everyday person movements, um, every, all the work he's done with Caesar and the Planet of the Apes movies and things yes. like that, I think would lead himself to being perfect for the Igor role. I think that's really good, actually. I like yours a lot better. Yeah? Thank you. Usually I get made fun of during the fan cast, so I'm doing pretty well. So well, I'm not Ryan, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, who's next? Man all right, so, yeah, we're done with Bride of Frankenstein. We can move on to the Dracula films okay. uh, with the Harkers. Hmm. Um, the Har- we run next door to the Harkers. <laughs> Van Helsing and Dracula himself. All right. All the others would be their own individual movies. So I have the Harkers. So, okay. this is... I debated on this a lot for Mina because she's not, she doesn't get turned into a vampire. She just gets seduced and saved. Right. Like, there's so many different variations of Mina where she's a vampire or where she's not or where she stays with Dracula, where she goes back with Jonathan. So they, they could make her a really cool focus of it Mm -hmm. or they could just let her be a good part of the movie. Right. so. So my... Jonathan Harker is Michael Fassbender. Thank you. And my Mina is Anne Hathaway. Oh, that's I like cute. Her. And I mean, Anne Hathaway. I'd watch them make out. We right. 
we've seen her play, you know, the coy kind of fun character with Catwoman. We've seen her do some really, you know, dramatic stuff with Les Mis. Um, did you guys see Monster or whatever? Colossal. Colossal, yeah. Did you yeah. see that? Yeah. yeah. Um, Colossal was fun. She was great with that. It was interesting. She, she you know, <laughs> played some humor in that and depression and, you know, I think that she, if she did turn into a vampire, she'd be a kick-ass vampire. Yes. Um, but I like Anne Hathaway and Michael Fassbender together. Cool. I picked Gal Gadot and Bradley Cooper. Fascinating. Interesting. With the goal that eventually she becomes the Bride of Dracula and gets her own movie. Okay. And eventually in 2025, there's a team up between Bride of Frankenstein and Bride of Dracula. And And Wonder Woman. It's like a Thelma and Louise thing. (laughs) It's fantastic. But they can't die in the end. No, no. They jump off the cliff, but they're still like, cool. I know. They put their arm back up like, all right, let's go. (laughs) No, not really. Would you have her keep her accent? Yes. Interesting. I think that would be a cool... Yeah? Yeah. Her accent's adorable. I love her accent. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was just asking. It's it was such just a question. beautiful Mediterranean accent. Like, yeah, it is. Lots of actors change their accents for movies. Right. You totally know, right. Lots of Australian actors. Her accent's actors. so thick, though. I don't know if she can change her accent. It's so predominant with her. I mean... They, I would have... I mean, she could, but... I don't know. If you listen to, like, Hugh Jackman or Hugo Weaving talk normally... Yes, that's true. And then you see, watch... Or Hugh Laurie. Or, yeah, Hugh Laurie. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Exactly. Like, they, he first people spoke, can I'm do like, it. What? Yeah, it's, not everybody's good at it, of course. Right. You know, but uh, it can be done, so... But Bradley Cooper, I think, is a fantastic actor... And I also think that people are still so focused on, like, Hangover and Rocket that they forget that he has been up for Oscar after Oscar after Oscar. And he's also really good at playing the everyman, the vanilla character you need. And unfortunately, Jonathan Harker is vanilla. vanilla. He is just like, well, I was just thinking he'd be great as Victor Frankenstein because he can make the I need that guy's leg joke. (laughs) (laughs) That would be funny. If we did that. that would be hilarious. Yeah, if we did that. I, I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> All right, sorry, Burn Gorman. It's, 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 it's Bradley Cooper now. Um, so anyway, I, I did not. Oh, ca- I love. That. What is this? Oh, Bride of Frankenstein plus Bride of Dracula plus the Mummy equals Universal Sirens. That's pretty good. I like that. That's that was Jordan. Got. Jordan in our Twitch chat. Hi, Jordan. Don't forget, guys. You can join us live on Twitch every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern at twitch.tv slash heroes podcasts. Yes. Yes. You can chat with us live as you can see. And, uh, you know, we if it's relevant to what we're talking about, then we'll definitely note it. Absolutely. Um, I love so, it. Great job, Jordan. <laughs> I didn't do the Harkers. Um, That's I, fine. I, you don't have to. I just skipped over you it in the list. You sent me the list that said do the Harkers and you didn't do them? I didn't. I, it's my bad. I, <laughs> it's to be fair, though, I still had an Igor. So <laughs> so let's go with Van Helsing. So for my Van Helsing, I have Gerard Butler. Ooh. I love Gerard Butler. I'm a so big fan mean. of him. He's a good. I think he's a good, strong action star. And I think that in this universe, Van Helsing has to be kind of tough. Um, he's got to be gritty, he's got to be strong and powerful, and I think that Gerard obviously can pull that off. Absolutely. So, See, I went the opposite. I went with Van Helsing being older, because he's been through a lot of stuff. Um, but I have two options for Van Helsing. One that's like, not, I don't want to say super old, but one is older. Which Morgan is, Freeman. No. <laughs> uh, he'd be cool though. I said, uh, Ian McKellen. Because he can play, you know, the wise Van Helsing, the very, you know, teacher, not necessarily get in the grit, you know, with, you know, saws on their arms like Hugh Jackman did. But, um, and then another one, kind of at the end, other inspection, which was uh, Christoph Waltz. Interesting. He, I love him. He is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so I Yeah, think, I would sign up for that movie. I think both of them can really do some cool things with the character, depending on what they do with it. Um... You know, Anthony Hawkins played him brilliantly in uh, the Bram Stoker's Dracula. And uh, I think Ian McKellen or Christoph Waltz could do it. Those are very good choices. I was kind of picturing him more like the character from the this the Legends of Tomorrow on the CW. I get that. And is how, Van Helsing on there? He is on a few episodes, yeah. Oh. Um, and kind of playing off of that style, I think that Gerard Butler obviously could basically do that character. But yeah. a little, no offense to that actor, but do, do it a little bit more right. prominence, you know. So. Agreed. What about you? Michael B. Jordan. I went for oh, someone cool. really Super young. young. 
I he went, is very young. I went with someone young, but he's completely capable of gritty acting. We saw that in Creed. He's yes. a huge badass. He's in, in incredible shape. And it's not often you see um, a black person be the hero, the one you're supposed to root for, the one taking down the monsters. So that's kind of where I was going with that. I, I love my cast to be diverse. I mm-hmm. try to have many ethnicities in there so I have I, all white people <laughs> I, I was trying very hard to avoid that so I was too I, but I'm like I'm just trying to think him. I didn't even think about I, him that's interesting I, I love him I so. mainly base my cast off of the original actors who played the roles that's smart so, that's kind of how I did too and yeah but yeah I, I like what you I love Michael B. Jordan I think he's awesome the fact that like Creed if you're a Rocky fan at all go, go pick up Creed mm-hmm. like it's just so good um, so that, that's cool. That's a good choice. Thank I like you that. Very much. That's very. I didn't even think about that. That's. I like that. So last one, Dracula. Should I go for that? Like, don't look yeah, at me you first. Can do that. I just went the other way. I went. Yep, yep, yep. Michael Fassbender. <laughs> <laughs> we all had. Uh, yeah, Michael Fassbender okay. would be my Dracula. Uh, I think that it would pull a lot from uh, his David character from Prometheus mm-hmm. and Alien Covenant, as far as a vocal tone and, and kind of speaking style kind of thing, mm-hmm. right? Um, but he's still physically strong and and uh, relatively young, which is important, I think, for Dracula since he doesn't really age, right? you know, and things like that. So I think he would just be really strong for that role. Absolutely. I'm good with it. I went with Oscar Isaac. That's I, good. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. That... That gentleman is a very imposing man. That's why he gets chosen for the roles that he... That's why he was cast as Apocalypse. Because he has a booming voice. Because he commands a presence when he's there. And he's incredibly handsome. And that's part of Dracula's seduction. Mm -hmm. Is just how attractive he is. So I I figured this would be a really cool role. I have Dracula. I just thought about it. Is it Oscar Isaacs? No, it's not. <laughs> um, uh, Lee Pace. Oh, he's so hot. Interesting choice. Um, he has, when you said commanding voice, I immediately went, Lee Pace. Because of uh, Thren, Thrandiel. Thranduil. Thren, that's the one. Um, Schmoog. <laughs> um, it's Schmoog. It's Schmoog. Um, he has such a commanding presence on screen. And he's beautiful to look at. He really is. He has cheekbones for days. Um, yeah, it really sucks that they just covered in in black goo in Guardians of the Galaxy, and they're like, "We're gonna do nothing with you and kill you off." Yeah, I'm like, oh. Um, I think he would yeah. be a very cool Dracula. I, I'm good with that. Draculia, but that. I mean, I'm still partial to you know Gary Oldman. That's just me. Absolutely, it's difficult to not be partial yeah. to Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman's awesome, right? So next. Okay, so now we have just three more guys. The randoms. Creature, Phantom, Hunchback, and then our surprise at the end that we picked. So okay. let's do well, let's Creature. Creature from Black Mirror. Okay. So for me, I wanted to go with somebody who I thought would be completely comfortable being in makeup and a suit like that. Yeah. And I think that I that's talking about. Doug Jones. Yep, that's what. Yep. Nice. It would be, you know, what he'd have to go through would be very similar to uh, Abe, Abe yeah. in, in uh, the Hellboy movies, right? Yeah. So as far as the rigor of the filming process, I feel like he's, he's already been to through it. it. Yeah. And I think that could be really tough for people because he's going to have to wear basically a bodysuit with a bunch of prosthetics and all the stuff on his face and, and things like that. Very similar to what he did with Abe. Yeah. Very, so so yeah. I think he'd be perfect for that. And... I appreciate those types of character actors. It is not an easy thing to do to disappear into roles, right? You've got your Tom Cruises and your Robert De Niro's and Jack Nicholson's, and you love to go see them because of, of them. Because of their face, yeah. right? Can but, Jack Nicholson be the creature from the Black Lagoon? <laughs> maybe like 30 years ago. Um, but Doug Jones is, is one of those character actors that really disappears into the roles, and yeah. that is like that is intense acting. And he pulls that stuff off really well in costumes that are not going to be easy to wear. Yeah. And he's like, so, you know, pinky thin. So. He is a thin yeah. guy, which yeah. I think works well for an aquatic kind of creature that it the, does. They the creature is. They develop a weird body style. Hence, they do. Um, Michael. Michael what? Phelps. Phelps. Michael Phelps. Oh, Michael yeah. Phelps. He has like the body of a shark. He's giant yes. up top and he's itty bitty yeah. down below. Yeah. Like, 
he makes a, a steak. Like just a, a steak? A, steak? A, a pizza slice. Like, like a steak. Oh, I see. Yep, yeah. I get it. She's doing the Buffy uh, vampire killing motion for those who are just listening yes. to the show. Um, I chose Sam Claflin from Hunger Games and Me Before You and everything. Um, You're going to have to refresh my memory a little bit. Um, he was Finnick. He, he was oh, he's Finnick. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. He's used to being in the water, too. <laughs> his, well, his character was supposed to be. They only did that once. Yeah. Like, uh, but I chose him because I also figure they're going to do... A, more of a backstory that we're not going to just get this weird creatures in the water no explanation as to why mm-hmm. he wants to kidnap this white woman like no i assume we're getting some background and motivation and stuff like that and so we'll see him as a human get... I, I thought he just thought she was hot <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. have pretty skin not scaly skin i want to you. be fair that's like half of hollywood that is true that's some true. person thinks another person's hot that's and then the they movie. kidnap them <laughs> moments where he would be out of prosthetics and makeup and stuff like that. Really? And you thought he'd look human? Yes. I, I could, that's what I, I came up with mine, too. I feel like at some point they will show this person Or like a transformation of some kind, yeah. Because, I mean, that's what it started with on The Mummy already. They Whoa. opened the movie with, with her as a human. I always took it that the creature was just a creature. I never took him to actually be a human. I, or something. I'm just I, thinking. Yeah. Fascinating. Just thinking no, outside just, the box. You're just like blowing my mind here. Like I just, I never thought about it that way. In my mind, it was like Godzilla or something, right? Where this is that creature. That's just what it right. is. And it's, it's a mutation from war of some kind. Yeah. I mean, it's there's some humanoid aspects to it because it's got two legs and two arms like we do. But outside of that, it has nothing to do with us. Correct. So I never thought about it being a person. Hmm. Fair enough. So mine is uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Say that again. Benedict Cumberbatch. Okay, you're still not saying the first name correctly. Con! <laughs> yeah, him. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Con, con. Benedict? No. Benedict. Benedict. Like eggs Benedict? No, whatever. Him. Uh, <laughs> he already looked kind of like an alien and otherworldly, so... Yeah. I like to think you know. that he's the middle of an Animorphs transformation. <laughs> Not the beginning, not the end. The, the nice, like, the middle. opaque middle. All the Cumberbatch hate. I love Benedict Cumberbatch. No, I do too, and that's why I chose him. He's a good him. actor. I, I don't think he's an attractive man. That's just not me. Well, I don't he's going to be he's gonna covered up for a lot of the movie. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I think he could do some really cool stuff with motion capture. Absolutely. Um, mixed with Look prosthetics. His experience with Smaug. With Smaug. With Smaug. And Dormammu. He was Dormammu. And he was Dormammu. He was talking Ooh. to himself. And Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I've come to bargain. Right. I'm like, oh, who? Death. <laughs> um, I think that, you know, he has a very, again, kind of commanding voice. And Absolutely. he can do some, he does some very cool impressions. I don't know if you've seen him on talk shows, but he has some really cool voices on there. He can, you know, the creature never once spoke a word. Nope. Um, right. So. Which I assume is going to change as well. I Yes, and that's why I chose him as well, because he can do some very cool things with his voice. I agree with that. And his body movements, and, you know, he has a very commanding presence, and I think that he could do it. Cool. So, Phantom. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Why? Yeah, why? Because he can sing. No, 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 no. You back that up right now. This is not Phantom of the Opera. You said as in... this isn't. No, that's da, 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 it's Phantom. It's of the... not the Andrew Lloyd Webber. Though. No, this is the original. The original was not a musical. It was a horror film. The 1930s, based. So off who of the was book. the Phantom of the Opera? Lon Chaney. Yeah. No, no, not the actor. <laughs> the character. <laughs> he was just a creep in yeah. the rafters he... with a messed up face. He wasn't an ex performer. No. He well, Are I don't you know sure about ex, that? He might have been an ex-performer, but they didn't... That wasn't the whole wasn't story. It, well, sure, but the creature doesn't speak in the original movie, and you guys are having him speak. He was an ex-performer, so I assumed that he could sing. Well, maybe, but he's not just going to... I think that would be too much like the... What was it? 90s movie that was... Wait, wait I just want to make sure... Wait, I just want to make sure we're clear here. You guys want to show an origin of the creature where he's a human, but me wanting to show the Phantom of the Opera singing is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, mean, do you mean singing like the whole entire movie? No. Or just, okay, that's what I thought you meant at first. No, that's like, why. that's like, when you see him as like a normal person, he's a performer and he's singing. Okay. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt can sing and he's also a really strong actor. Okay, I thought you meant, and well, he like can, in 2004, like a whole musical version no, of this. No, not an entire okay. musical, but I want him to be able to sing because the character 
from what I understood of his origin, was an ex-performer who could sing in okay. the opera. So, that's, that's fine. <laughs> uh, so, that jo- fine. so Joseph Gordon-Levitt, I think okay. that he's a very strong actor. I think that when he wants to, he can really pull off the creepy kind of Stranger Danger vibe. Stranger Danger vibe. I think he can definitely do that. And I, okay. I think he would be an A-list name to bring to the role. Okay. Well then. But I'm crazy. No, you're not crazy. <laughs> I chose Jonathan Reese Myers. He is from the Tudors. He played Henry VIII. He is from... Uh, he been in the name. Sounds really familiar. Okay, so he was I know we've seen something in it Terrible... Uh, Mortal Instruments, the uh, City of Bones movie. Who was he? He was like the the dad thing. Oh, yeah. the, the dad thing. I don't know what it was. I know what you're talking about. I yes, now I know what you're talking movie. about. Yes, I know you're. The yeah. Wikipedia has made it sound awful. It was awful. So, uh, but he's a damn good actor. If you've watched The Tudors, he was even on the NBC Dracula movie, which or uh, TV show, which mm-hmm. was fantastic, and he's. A very attractive man, so seeing half his face gone would be very tragic for me, and uh, I I could totally believe that. But I, he was my number one pick for Batman too because he uh, Henry Cavill was also on the Tudors, and the two of them had such a great rapport that I wanted to see the two of them be duke it out. Yeah. Anyway, Ben Affleck's doing great, so they're not going to replace him. No. Anyway, uh, Joseph. Gordon Levitt. <laughs> We're doing the fan, right? Okay, yeah. so I chose Andy Serkis. Ooh. Um, I think that, you know, he's done some prosthetic work and he's also done motion capture work. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't go into it thinking that he would ever sing. That's fair. I did not go into it. I don't know if Jonathan Reese Myers can sing or not. So I, I did not go into it because I thought, you know, because the... Well, I, wasn't I, the original Phantom of the Opera a silent film? Yeah, it was. Yeah, right? So Okay, I'm just making sure. And I had the hardest time... Trying to think of the Phantom at first because I think like okay who can sing who can sing but then I'm like wait a minute this isn't the musical this is supposed to be the horror movie of it right um, and Andy Serkis can do some terrifying stuff with his voice and his <laughs> facial movements and I mean I wouldn't necessarily go as far as saying the Phantom should be uh, motion capture because I think that would be too yeah it's not necessary it's not necessary all of that's really messed up is his face yeah um, but I think that. Andy Serkis can play the level of creepiness and level of stalking, and that sounds really bad. That I think that's what Andy Serkis does. He doesn't stalk. I don't think. No, but, he, but he's good. I mean, think about it. He, he played um, he played Gollum. Yeah, yeah. Right? He's played Caesar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's played some very intense emotional roles. Yes. He can pull that off really well very. when you can't see his face. Right. So you need that. So I think covering him in prosthetics will be. Cool, and you know he can do some very physical stuff too. Maybe we can make the Phantom just you know really muscular and berserk. Mm. I'm okay with this. Yeah, I'm good with that. So last one before we get to our surprises is Hunchback, which I'm gonna have to really sell you guys on this one. I think. Oh, no. How do you guys feel about I Hunchback have to sell you even one. being in this? It's actually gotten. I read online recently. It's gotten some hate from the uh, uh, disabled community. Yes, because. You know, they're saying just because someone is a hunchback or someone is, you know, deformed does not make them a monster. I completely agree. Now, in the book, not in the Disney movie, not in... Which is super dark, by the way. It is. But he's a very sympathetic soul in that movie. He is. In the book, he's a creepy stalker that's in love with the gypsy, and when she dies, he kind of lays on top of her dead corpse until he dies too like he he's a weirdo don't get me wrong but he's a weirdo because he's never been socialized before because he's never been around because the product of how he was brought up exactly so he's not a weirdo because of how he looks he's a weirdo because of how he was raised but i can see how they're you know taking offense to that greatly i can totally see that so i was going to take it in a very different direction because of that because i want this to be done in, in a positive way that can be fun for people and so I wasn't going to have him be, you know, like a specifically like a, a grotesque or disabled person. I was going to have him be more of monstrous in the sense that he's big and hulking. That's how mine is too. But here. because he's not socialized, I wanted to give him a sense of humor about things. And when I was reading about it a little bit more, because I never saw the Disney movie. Uh, when I was reading about it, yeah, it, that was during an era of Disney that I missed a lot of stuff. Oh. Um, I will say 
two two of the songs are very creepy. Well, no, the the Hellfire, yes, that yeah. is frightening. But I was more saying that God Help the Outcast and Out There are two of the best songs yes. that came out okay. of that entire decade. <clears throat> so I wanted the character, I was reading a bit about how, like, you know, he, he talks to the gargoyles and stuff like that. And I, won't, I don't want that to come off as, he's insane. I wanted to come off of more of, like, kind of funny off the wall, like, you know when the, ge- when the when the same as mine. when the genie's talking to the audience right. and Aladdin kind of thing. You know, I wanted it to be fun, and I still wanted there to be some music involved because I think the character should should you know sing a little bit to keep himself occupied and things like that. So I wanted somebody who is ta- has a talented voice, is a talented character actor who does voices and things like that. So I went with Seth MacFarlane. Oh no! Oh no! Not you why not? This. Because Seth MacFarlane is a joke. Why? He is a joke of an actor. I don't think Why? he could be a hunt. I don't. I don't know. No. No. Why? I don't think he would fit in this universe. But why? Because I said so. <laughs> I'm giving you reasons why I think it would work. I don't. I need reasons why it doesn't. Be- now I will say this: I don't think he's just going to stand there and close. I think they're going to have to, you know, maybe do some some mocap or, right. or something to make I, him look bigger and like, things like he that. He did voiceover for Klaus in Hellboy 2, and it was the only role of his that I have enjoyed. Did he do Klaus? He did. Really? He That's did. the only role of his you've ever enjoyed. I didn't know that. Yes. That's interesting. But you used to like Family Guy. As a whole, yeah, but I never he really liked... He did most liked, of those voices. <laughs> I never really liked his, so... But he's a lot of those characters. He's not, yeah, he's not just no. Peter and Brian, you no, know. No, I know. Stewie and he's Quagmire and he's a lot of extras, but okay, all right. Well, I don't, I don't see him being able to carry that role on his shoulders. I don't see him stepping up to the plate and doing it justice. I'm gonna disagree. He's been, he's been, disagree with you. He's been in the business for a long time. He's had several very successful shows, he's had successful films. To me, he's just more of a comedic personality, he is not. A, a great on character, but that—that's why I'm saying that I think this character would need to be a little bit different, a little bit brighter. He would be one of the bright spots of the dark universe. And it depends where you have to. It to. You have really to make the character it. somewhat sympathetic, unless you want him to be the villain, right? Which that could be an interesting. And the thing is, too. these movies are—they were the first movies to have the antagonist be the titular character. True, but I was thinking that like. Bride of Frankenstein, she's probably not the bad guy. Right. Right. So I was kind of going the same route with this one for The Hunchback of Notre Dame. I don't think he's the bad guy. I think he's like Frankenstein's monster who's misunderstood and chased because people don't understand him and he doesn't understand the world. But he's not a bad guy like The Mummy is or Dracula. Right, it a, can be played either way, which is going to be interesting how they do it. And since we don't know, that was the direction I decided to go. Okay. I wanted him to be a sympathetic, not necessarily hero, sympathetic anti-hero maybe, but a sympathetic character who means well in a world that doesn't understand him. And I think that in that context, Seth MacFarlane works. That's how I was kind of thinking of mine, but mine I did more muscular build because I picked Ron Perlman. Two Hellboy actors. Yes. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, that, that's... I mean, Ron Perlman's awesome. I, that would be a very different character. It yeah, would be, and... Talking about two completely different movies right Yes. Now. He is used to, you know, makeup and prosthetic work, obviously, with Hellboy. Um, and he... I did think of him as kind of a sympathetic character that no one understands. He doesn't understand the world and why the world is what it is. And I think Ron Perlman can play that. He, uh was on the live-action TV show Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. And he played the Beast kind of like that. He did. Um, and, you know, since I don't necessarily have him as a hunchback, I have him, him kind of muscular, but too muscular for his own good, so he's kind of deformed in that sense. I get that. You know, to me, I I pictured somebody like the character in 300 Sparta. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. The, the one that betrays them and tells yes. them of the mm. goat pass. Which the okay. but it's like all muscular up top and they like really skinny legs down. Yeah, he. I kind of pictured that as well, and I pictured him, you know, muscular and heavy too because he's ringing the bells all day, so that you know arm muscles, and he's you know carrying stuff up, you know, the whole cathedral and what have you. Uh, 
I did have mine so, being larger than than the, the right. normal person is. Yeah, yeah. So I think we're all gonna. Yeah. So I I picked Ron Perlman. I honestly, I'm still kind of against this being in there. I just don't feel like it belongs. There's a lot of novels that came out around the Gothic era time that. You know, Les Miserables doesn't belong in the monster universe. We don't have to include all of them in right. here. So, I think this is just uh, Universal throwing everything they own the rights to. I agree. If they I could agree. throw the Hulk in, they would. I you agree. Know? <laughs> so. Uh, so I'm kind of at a loss for it. I picked Tom Hardy because of his role in Bronson. Okay. And he was just a very intimidating, scary man. And these are supposed to be monster movies so i i didn't really plan like am i gonna have him deformed am i gonna have him extremely large is he going to be a creeper i didn't go too much into it because i'm still not sure i want him even in there but tom hardy's a damn good actor and he can do a lot with a physical role so that's my only reasoning behind it okay that's fair so our secret or not secret character our sub- Wait, right. Surprise. So you were able to pick one that was... I like, actually... Because I was thinking one upstairs, and I, cause I didn't have one, but... So, the one character that we have not seen yet in, like, a universal film is kind of a creepy witch. I uh, picked a creepy witch as uh, well. I, uh, a, you know, do they, witch do they own the like rights to any witches? Well, I don't know. They're like here's... a witch lives in a swamp. I want to see kind of one of those... Get out of the swamp, you <laughs> kids! Here's the thing. A witch is an open source character. Yes. And you can... I know. The, I don't think they own they're, they're trying to use their characters that right. they own the rights And that's just to, it. Like, so. Since this is an open source character that nobody really has a pinpointed, it has to look like this kind of witch. The only people that have that is kind of you know, MGM and that's with Wizard of Oz. So. And now Disney owns it. Yes. But with a witch, you're bringing in straight up magic. That is true. And there could be some kind of magic in this. I mean, there is... I'm okay with some There is magic in The Mummy. That's not magic. That's a god. Well, so... But it could be interpreted as magic. Unless the witch is praying to a deity that provides her power. Which, that's what I'm getting to. I'm thinking this is like kind of like a... Not witch doctor, necessarily, but, you know, very voodoo-based, very, you know, dark hexes, and, you know, Who very black you magic. It's gonna sound weird. And the person's very young and very beautiful, but I pick Lupita Nyong'o because oh, she's gorgeous. My God, sorceress no. witch with Lupita Nyong'o. Yes. So okay, I did not go that route. <laughs> I chose her because she has this beauty, and to make her a witch would be so cool. Right. Okay. Um. Because with these monsters, you play up their seductive qualities, but yes. you also ugly them up a bit because they're still villains, mm-hmm. like. And I picked Lupita for many reasons. She's very talented. Yes. She won an Oscar already. Yes. In, like her first major role. I she, love her voice. She has a great voice. I mean, she's Maz Kanata, which is so cool. Right. Um, she, she's absolutely gorgeous. And I wanted another person of color in there. Mm-hmm. I wanted another female, too. So it, This is why we have our own show <laughs> together. This is why. But I... I miss Ryan. I, <laughs> I honestly <laughs> thought that it would be more blood-based. There's a ton of witches and covens and things that, With you know... blood magic and involve dark, yeah. hurting people. Like, Dracula isn't magic, but he's also a supernatural kind of immortal creature. And, you know... Frankenstein's monster it's not magic it's it's sci-fi so it it all kind of mixes together okay so I I didn't necessarily think swamp witch but yeah I definitely wanted or like some a witch sort in the woods of, of some dark, kind yeah a dark okay. castle yeah I was trying to keep in the confines of the the universal characters I and, totally okay. get that um so I I decided to because I was having a hard time picking somebody from their their list I thought that maybe I would just connect the universe a little bit better. So I have. Did you pick Hulk? I did not did pick, you pick Hulk. the Wolfman. I did not. No, Wolfman isn't that. Um, isn't there? We pick? didn't pick a Wolfman. I thought they cast the Wolfman. No, no. We didn't pick Wolfman. Oh, okay. Oh my god. He was on the list because I thought he was cast already. Who's no. really hairy? That's an actor. Oh my god. We have to come up with a Wolfman like. Right well, if I had to guys. pick a Wolfman right now, then it it it, it would be Ron Perlman. 
That's pretty good. Actually. Okay, Ron Perlman would be my Wolfman. I thought he was already cast, no, so that's why I'm saying. he was not. That's um, totally my My fault. character, though, my surprise character is to kind of help expand the universe a little bit and take the oh, lead from what they were doing in The Mummy, and that was to have Dwayne Johnson reprise his role as the Scorpion King. But not have it done the way they did it in the in the '90s. Not have him actually be half. Not really crappy CGI. But yeah, not like that. But legitimately, like he is a huge presence. He is a fun actor. He is um, a huge box office draw. Mm-hmm. And he's they've already kind of hinted that those movies exist in the same universe, and this would just cement that. And maybe he breaks out Sophia Butella's mummy, who's you know still alive. I definitely right? got. The feeling from the movie that they're bringing her back. Right? Like Maybe not anytime her... soon, but they're putting her on she's, ice. She's on, yeah. She's Han and Carbonite right now. So imagine <laughs> if imagine if the rock Someone broke her out you. and you've got her and the Scorpion King. I'm that would just... be interesting. But he's also, funny fact, he's rumored to be the Wolfman. That they cast the Wolfman. He's their, their front runner for Wolfman. But... My Wolfman would be Idris Elba. Oh, oh yeah! <laughs> All right. Like my yeah. goal is to cast Idris Elba in everything we do. Why did so. I think of that? Because I think yeah. you had said Ron Perlman. That was probably in my head. Idris Elba, yes, yeah, he'll be a very Benicio cool del Toro. That movie was underrated. Ghost I of agree. Wolfman. It was so good. Oh, I loved the Benicio del Toro. Movie. Yeah, that had a really. Good... I like the Jack Nicholson one from way back. Yeah, that was good too. What was Jack um, Nicholson of Man? Well, I, can draw, Wolfman. I can't even remember the title of the movie now. Uh, it was a very long time was ago. Was he the werewolf? Yeah. Yeah. He did it with very little prosthetic was work this too. Pre Batman. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this was this was a long time ago. Wow. So um, I didn't even know that. I'm yeah, it was pretty up. cool. Um, but uh, yeah. All right. All right. Well, that's us. Uh, Let us know what you guys think of our castings. Let us know who you think should be in the Dark Universe. Tell us what you thought of The Mummy and if you're excited for Bride of Frankenstein. Uh, Next week, we are going to be talking about our top favorite all-time fantasy, live-action fantasy films. Absolutely. Uh, Frequent guest Robert McCullough joins us. Coming up on Costume Couture, we have... interview with another castle creations uh uh lydia hartwell and the walking farnsworth and then on gamer heroes where are you guys doing e3 coverage it's e3 this week tons of stuff Mm -hmm. from microsoft sony nintendo sega you name it we did a bunch of predictions last week so sega is still a thing sega is definitely the new sonic game looks cool all Um, right they're still doing sonic the game looks great sonic forces looks awesome um But if you want to know what our predictions were, you can catch episode 19 of Gamer Heroes out now. And this week we will be recapping that, seeing what we got right, what we got wrong, and what we're excited about. So check us out, heroespodcasts.com. You can find us at Heroes Podcasts on Facebook and Twitter. You can also find Gamer Heroes and Screen Heroes on Blog Talk Radio and Costume Couture on our YouTube channel. Ian, thanks for joining us and filling in. You're welcome. Ryan will be back next week. Thanks for watching, everybody. (laughs) Bye. Bye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.